down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. To the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Marlene, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling? That the whole country is like one inch away from saying, That's it! Forget it! think about it. Everything's polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. Speaking of schools, I was uh, walking the Howard Halls the other day and I asked myself, is there life after high school? Because I can't face tomorrow, let alone a whole year of this shit. Yeah, you got it, folks. It's me again with a little attitude for all you out here in white bread land. For all you nice people living in the middle of America, the beautiful. Let's see, we're on uh, 92 FM tonight, and it feels like a nice, clean little band so far. No one else is using it, and the price is right. <laughs> and yes, folks, you guessed it. Tonight, I'm as horny as a 10 pecker house, so stay tuned because this is a hard Harry reminding you to eat your cereal with a fork and do your homework in the dark. There you go. It is, well, it's Saturday somewhere. It's still Friday here, but who cares about that? This is THT Movie Review. What is going on right now? It's just me, Boxman, uh, sitting here. Uh, Anthony will be joining up with me in a few minutes. He was late, obviously, for anyone hanging in the chat. They know that. Um, 
they they've been hanging for a while listening to the soundtrack to the movie. But um, there you go, movie we are doing tonight. Uh, if you can't tell by that, open is Pump Up the Volume, uh, nineteen ninety movie. With uh, let's see who we got here. We've got uh, Christian Slater. Uh, plays Mark Hunter or uh, Hard Harry Hard On or Happy Harry Hard On. He kind of goes by both in the movie. Um, so kind of uh, not really sure which one they they call him more, but he's he's both in the movie. Happy Harry Hard On and Hard Harry Hard On. Uh, you got Annie Ross, who's the principal of the school. Andy Romano, he's a character in the movie, not not a very big part. Uh, some people we do see in this movie, though, you have Samantha Mathis in this movie, who uh, this was one of the three movies she would go on to do with uh, Christian Slater. Um, I know Broken Arrow was one of it, one of them. Uh, give me two seconds here. That was, was actually her first film. Um, so there you go. But, uh, let's see the two did go on to do, uh, let's see, where was that movie? Yes, it was, uh, that was one of them. Definitely. It was, uh, ah, hell, I'll look when Anthony gets here. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a uh, broken alley and they were both voices in Fern Gully, the rate, the last rainforest in 1992. But, uh, broken arrow was a damn good movie. I don't know if you've, uh, if uh, any of you have seen that one, that's uh, with, uh, what's the name? Uh, John Travolta. God damn, how could I miss John Travolta's name? John Travolta. Here we go. We got Anthony real quick. Oh, real quick. I have been replaced already. Thank yeah. you. Nope. There you go. You're there. I got you on now. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Anthony? Come on, bro. Not too much, man. Started up a little bit here already. Kevin Hurd. And uh, just kind of talking about, uh, you know, Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis, who plays uh, Nora in this movie, Nora De Niro, and um, how they they did a couple of movies together after this. They did this one together, Broken Arrow and Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Haven't seen that, but uh, Broken Arrow, Travolta. Um, Jesus, did you ever see that movie? Oh, yes. I saw actually I saw both of those in the movies. Really? Fern Gully, yeah. I have fine memories of Fern Gully. I want to say that came out around 92, Yeah. Okay. Uh, 92, and I've never seen it. Broken Arrow, I've seen a thousand fucking times. Uh, even B-Meg says Howie Long. Howie Long is in that movie. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, That that's a damn good movie, man. You got to see that one if you haven't, because it's it's worth, the, worth checking out. But, yes. um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely had to do that. We had to do that. Uh, Broken Arrow and uh, Face Off. I oh, yeah. fucking love Face Off, bro. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a long fucking time. But um, this movie here, did, did you ever? Did you get to watch it again? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, what I did see of it, I enjoyed. Okay, <laughs> all right. That, that that's not a problem. We're gonna kind of go through it anyway. Basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do this one just like a Bronx Tale is what I want to do. Um, kind of go over the the synopsis for the movie, and then we can um, 
there's a lot to play. This is a really so many lines from this movie, but his rants in this movie that he goes on as um as hard Harry are absolutely amazing. Um basically I'll go ahead and run this down, Anthony, real quick. Uh, basically, Mark Hunter, played by Christian Slater, he's uh, a smart, shy teenager who uh, just moved to Arizona from the East Coast. That's really all they say is the East Coast or back East. Um, he's kind of... Uh, you know, a, a normal teenager, you know, kind of, you know, depressed, everything sucks, doesn't really get along with his parents. Uh, but the, another bad part about the movie, his father in this movie runs the school district. He's the commissioner of the school. Uh, but so there you go. His mother in the movie doesn't help much either. But his parents end up giving him a short wave, short wave radio in order to talk to his pals back east, like we said earlier. But uh, instead of doing that, what he does is he sets up a pirate radio station as this character. Uh, it's basically... The what, forerunner of podcasting. Uh, it, look, this is legal pirate radio. Internet made pirate radio so it could be legal. I mean, that's that's close to what we do now. I mean, now we can just jump on a fucking you know computer you know, get a program and do what we do. But, you know, back then, this is 1990, man. This, there was no way. But um, now his name, Hard Harry, Hard On, uh, Triple H is also a little kind of, you know, kind of a dig at the school, which is the Hubert Humphrey High School, uh, also Triple H. You think this is how Triple H got his name? <laughs> would not would not surprise me, but I can't picture Vince being that hip to come up with your, even in the mid nineties. No, yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there you go. But uh, yeah, and he he's really trying to as the DJ. He's trying to expose the school for being corrupt, uh, and the corrupt principal, uh, Miss Crestwood is actually who is doing this. She's pulling out uh, troublemakers, students she feels as troublemakers, and looking for excuses to expel them to get them out of her school. Um, Nora, who by De Niro, played by Samantha Mathis, is sort of the... She kind of plays this horny little chick, but uh, she's a little reserved too, but not as much as... Um, as uh, Mark in this movie, he's very reserved and shy. But uh, Nora's a little awkward, and so is he, so it makes for a good little relationship once you see it in the movie. Um, there's a suicide in the movie, which we'll get to, which causes him to sort of think about what's going on, because uh, the students, students are sending him letters and stuff. So, but I mean, that's pretty much, you know, there is the middle, you know, the beginning and the middle of the movie. Um, around the end of the movie, the FCC starts getting a hold of him and looking for him. And, um, basically he does a bunch of stuff to evade them, which we'll get into a little more of that, to evade them during the movie. 
But um, it turns out all right. He does, you know, end up in trouble. But um, that's pretty much the premise of the movie. So there you go on that. And, uh, well, shit. I guess we can fucking get into... Let me get past... uh, I already played the beginning scene of the movie, which, you know, is one of the better parts of the movie. That's real quick. mm -hmm. Let me ask you. Would you say this movie inspired you to want to get into radio, possibly? Because you have the radio voice. I have always been told, but I mean, I was only 15 years old when this came out. Man, I've... Shit, if I could have done something like this, I would have, but... I don't know, man. Always been... Always was told from the time I was in high school that I should be on radio or something like that. Uh, I just lost Anthony, by the way, but um, I've always been t- I've been told that since high school that I should be doing radio or commercials or voiceovers or something. So, eh, could be. I mean, it, I'm not gonna say it. It, it, you know, was the the thing, but it it definitely was something. You know, I, I was like I said, I was 15 years old at the time. So, yeah, I would definitely say it did a little something. So, but yeah, it, it it's just one of those. Uh, this is, in my opinion, this movie is underrated, underappreciated, and I think not talked about enough. Really. Really not talked about enough. This, uh, just an excellent movie. So many lines from this movie are quotable. Uh, uh, you get to see Samantha Mathis' titty. Yeah, that, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's always a plus. Of course you saw that. <laughs> and I stopped it there and had enough. I had a pause. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, what you say it's an underappreciated movie, underappreciated flick. You know, we do that on this show. We dissect but uh, in your opinion, would you consider Christian Slater to be a good actor? Uh, you, it, like, is he somebody that you go out of his go out of your way to catch his movies when they're on? Not all of them. I mean, I'm not going to run and see it because of Christian Slater, but I do like Christian Slater. Um, it's a badass name. <laughs> it's a badass Slater. name, number one. But I mean, he's been in some of my my favorite movies, uh, mobsters. With uh, him and Patrick Dempsey is fucking amazing. Uh, you bring up, I mean, True Lies, Heathers. Um, I even like, don't laugh. I liked them in a movie called Untamed Heart with Marissa uh-huh. Tomlin. That's with a the- very good movie. A lot of people, that's another movie that uh, I actually want to do one day because um, that doesn't get talked about enough. It's actually an underrated flick, in my opinion. No, and I, dude, I even liked Cuffs. <laughs> Don't judge me. I hey, even look, I just liked gave you untamed cars, so this is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can judge me a little bit, but yes, I liked the movie Cuffs with him in it. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people confuse that movie with uh, Canine with Belushi, but no, not not the same movie. Cuffs was uh, it was a good little movie with him. It was not a. I'm not going to say it was. You know, well, well received or anything, but I enjoyed it. It was a stupid little movie that I liked. So, but uh, I mean, you know, it, it, I just really think that this movie, like I said, man, 
so many quotable lines from this movie. My buddy in Florida, me and him, you watch this movie like every weekend. He was in love with this movie. <laughs> so, but I mean, I I loved it too. I've watched it so many. I didn't really have to watch it, but I did. It gave me an excuse to watch it. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and play a few scenes. I'll start with, like I said, his rants in this movie when he's on air are, I mean, Jesus Christ. We use the term epic rants now. This movie might have been ahead of its time. Uh, Believe it or not, this movie could really be re-released just like this today. Mm. You you think they would uh, tone down some things in it? I don't know what... I don't think they would need to. I mean, they they didn't push very many boundaries in this movie. He did, but I mean, you know, I mean, you give it a fucking rate. Uh, what was this movie rated back then, by the way? Was it R or was it uh, PG-13? I think it was R. Looking right now. Rated R. Okay, it was a rated R movie. Which, I mean, this was sort of a... <coughs> I mean, not many of the rebellious teen movies were... Well, no, you know, I I shouldn't say that because back in these days, most of the rebellious teen movies were rated R. You know, we've mentioned, you know, this is a little before this time, but, you know, your Porky's, your... uh, 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 All all of them, you know, Porky's, Revenge, all those movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say around 1980 is when uh, America got pussified and got uh, too sensitive about the titty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had, I mean, you know, Caddyshack, basically a a, a kind of a rebellious teen movie. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot out there. And yeah, you know, maybe maybe I misspoke. I guess I I guess I did because when you think about it, really, a lot of the movies are rated R. But uh, yeah, and I mean, really, if it wasn't for the 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 boob in this movie and a couple times they say the f word, I'm not sure it would have been it would have been rated R. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, I really believe this is the kind of movie you could re-release the way it, not remake, re-release. <laughs> um, I'm a little surprised this movie doesn't have a little more of a following, though, uh, especially with the soundtrack. You know, very diverse soundtrack for for 1980. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 1990. Uh, you know, they had a little bit of everything on there. They had, and even in the movie, there was you know everything from Henry Rollins to you know Above the Law, the hip hop group, uh, to uh, you know Leonard Cohen, Concrete Blonde, who did you know did the cover of the Leonard, Leonard Cohen song. But uh, yeah, I, I just think this movie could be plugged right into today, and really has a lot to do with probably what's going on. Today, I mean, you know, there's tons of kids. I mean, this this movie is kind of timeless. I mean, kids are always going to be the way that these that they portray these teenagers to be in this movie. Rebellious, dark, you know, basically like a well, kind of like grunge, kind of like a, I don't want to say what's the word, not manic depressive, but I guess self-loathing. How about confused? Confused? Just confused. Just. Don't know who to be. Don't know what to be. Don't know. Dude, high school s- was great, and it sucked at the same time. No, no. Uh, real quick, you know, you say that. I guess real quick. It's not. It's pretty much on topic. But do you honestly think this generation is going to be like rebellious? 
like like we were in the nineties, or even when you were in the, coming up in the eighties. Oh, you, you no 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 you uh, you you can't do that now. The only way to be rebellious now is to protest in the fucking street and tear shit up. I guess. No, I don't. Think I think so. this generation, my opinion, I think it's going to be a little more. Uh, I don't think they're going to be hardcore. No, no, they're. It's going to be very conservative. They're going to be very conservative. You're not. You just can't do it. You you, you don't. I Plus, don't they're think. not built. I mean, not you know, they're not going to be built for it. In my opinion, they're not going to be built to take that kind of heat. No, and I, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say we're bringing up a bunch of pussies, but we're bringing up a bunch of pussies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I swear we we, we got to put that in the uh, open. Once we change up the open, we got to put that in there. Cause you probably made that comment about at least on about five or six different episodes. I probably I don't just say we raising pussies, but we're raising pussies. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing my best not to. I try to teach my kids, you know, you know, that, you know, be tough, be, be, be. Education's great, but street smart is going to get you further. Question shit. Don't don't just accept what you read in a book or what somebody tells you. Right. Do your own research and find out what's going on for yourself. What I need to explain to my kid is that Google isn't always the end-all, be-all. Because my kid, my, my older one, will just be like, I'm going to go Google it. And I'm like, you don't have to Google it. I, I, I've lived it. I know. <laughs> Easy. And honestly, you know, you know, we're we're gonna get back to the movie, but this is interesting, fascinating to me actually. One of the cool things about coming up in the nineties is this is before the internet really blew up. Mm-hmm. You actually had to go out and experiment and find out shit on your own, and that was half the fun. Either that, or go look up, go to the library and get an encyclopedia and open it. And I mean, look, pages. I love the internet. I love computers. They make everything super convenient. But it's like, Jesus Christ, you get online, it's like anything you want. It, it requires zero social interaction with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Clothes, food, sex, Everything. whatever you want. You can just hop online and just do 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 Well, not even online. Get on your phone now. Just just get on your phone. Order, Download an app and you can do anything. Bro. Do you understand you can now order McDonald's and not leave the house and get it through Uber Eats? You cannot yeah, that's insane to me. You cannot <laughs> only insane. be you can not only be a fat, lazy piece of shit. You don't even have to fucking leave your house to eat like a fat, lazy piece of shit. Look what we've done for you, fat America. If that doesn't fucking really open your eyes to where this world is going, I think it should. I think it should. Every time I, I bring my kids to McDonald's, I see now delivering on Uber Eats. You go across the street to Wendy's. They're on uh, Dine Dash or Diner Dash, whatever. Uh, you go to the other one, you know, what? What? Uh, I think you can do Arby's on Grub. I mean, Grub Hubble. It's just fucked up, man. You don't even have to leave your house anymore for anything. Pick up your phone, sit at your computer, and never leave. Yep. We're gonna be the most agora. We're we're gonna be the most agoraphobic era ever. Yep. No one's gonna to want to leave the house. My God, there's sunlight out there. What am I gonna do? And not for nothing. That's why you know you know we see people like that working these customer service type jobs. This is why people have poor social skills mm-hmm. because no, there's no more social interaction. You don't have to. You know, like you said, you don't have to do anything. Uber eats. Uh, you can get online. You can order clothes. You go to malls. It's like malls are like ghost towns nowadays. 
Well, they should be. They're all fucking disgusting. But well, yeah, that's another rant for another day. I hate. Mall <laughs> I hate malls and I hate mall people. <laughs> I was never a mall hangout guy, so. Get in and get the fuck out. I go, <laughs> I get out, walk in, get what the fuck I need, get the fuck out. And if I can get it at Walmart, I'm going to Walmart. I'm well, going to too much fun, Walmart. according to Mags. Would you agree? What, I love driving. I like driving. I put on my podcast. I relax. If my kids are in the car, my kids are talking to me. I don't mind driving. I've always been been like that. You know, I mean, I when my when I got out of high school, I drove a truck for my dad all all around. You know, from the you know the uh, the Palm Beach area, Palm Beach, Broward, Miami Dade, all the little Tri County area there. I, mean, I was driving all fucking day. <laughs> so, box. I mean, out of curiosity, when you're driving, you said you listen to podcasts. Do you ever listen to yourself back and go, "Why did I say that?" Or I sounded great that that was one of my best episodes ever. I've never never done the second one, but many times I've listened back and go, what the fuck was I thinking? And then I think, and I'm like, I was probably like six beers in there, so eh, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. I don't give a shit. Yeah, what are you going to do? I say, sh- everyone says dumb shit. I'll, I don't care. I've, I've made a fool on myself uh, on both shows more than I can count, and I've come to not give a fuck anymore you're amongst friends mm. we, we i mean like, i fucked up you everybody fucks up and look it's a fun so it's no big thing ah, i don't care i mean if i got paid i would like do research and shit but come on <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for folks <laughs> what change jack shit if i fuck you want research absolutely donate to our patreon <laughs> coming soon <laughs> This isn't fucking Sam Roberts. I'm allowed to mix up shit. He may not be able to, but I can. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get back to this fucking movie. Um, Like I was saying, you know, some of his rants are great. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just play one right now. Right now. Everybody knows that you really do. By the way, real quick, that song there he starts all his shows with, that is the Leonard Cohen version, the original version of um, Everybody Knows. So there you go. He starts every show with it, and here we go. Yeah, I can smell it. I can almost taste it, the rankness in the air. It's everywhere. It's running through that old pipeline out there, trickling along that dumb concrete river and coming up through the drains of those lovely tract homes we all live in. So who is he? He goes to Humphrey. I mean, I don't know. Everywhere I look, it seems everything is sold out. They say this is where the reception is the coolest. Then he probably lives right around here. Fucking yuppies. My dad sold out. And my mom. Ah, and I forgot to mention we get a few appearances in here by an incredibly young. I mean, he still looks young. He just always will. Seth Green. 
Wow. You're and, right, yeah. Yep, we get that. Uh, right, yeah, he, he's bastard. He has that baby face. Oh, my God, dude. He, he doesn't look much different from 1990 than he does right now. He's, you know, a little little older looking, but not much, man. I mean, how old hey, was good he? genetics. How, how old was he and can't hardly wait? Playing a t- I mean, he's like 30 years old. I mean. Jesus. Gee, Box, stop me. Can't hardly wait. That came out in the 90s, didn't it? Early 2000s? Uh, had it been. Old as shit. <laughs> I don't know. I hope now. I'm just hoping I have the right movie. Can't hardly wait. Jesus. Yeah. All I remember in that movie that that movie was just all about Jennifer Loves Hewitt. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's cleavage, and I appreciated it. That's exactly <laughs> what that movie should have been about. But um, you know, let me get back to this real quick. 1998. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ. 98. Jesus, I feel old. <laughs> I feel old every day, but all right, here we go. And then they sold me out when they brought me to this hole in the world. Hey, they made me everything I am today, so naturally I hate the bastards. Speaking of which, I... Now, as this is playing, they're, they're literally... People are sitting in the behind the school. Uh, you don't really know that until the end because you see the, the three H's up there and you know they're in the school... And they're all listening to this show because that's where the reception is the best. They're flipping through scenes. And, I mean, there's uh, Nora's holding up the phone to play it for somebody. Everyone in town is listening to this guy. And he actually doesn't think anyone's fucking listening. He thinks he's just talking. That's it. So, a little more of this scene. Contest on the best way to put him out of their misery. Tonight we have number 12 of 100 things to do with your body when you're all alone. <laughs> now, are you ready for the incredible sound of Hard Harry coming on his own face? Oh my god. It's very possible, you know. Oh. 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 Are you listening to this? Yeah. Of course I'm listening. This guy's got to have hair coming out of his palms. <laughs> oh, this is a champion one. Oh. Yeah. You listening? Yeah, I'm going He's blind. He's doing it. Oh, I'm unreal. Oh, my God. No crawling. It's... Oh, oh, oh. Now, just so no one gets the wrong idea, everyone in the audience, of course, thinks he's jerking up. He's just clapping his hands together. He's just clapping his hands together, people. Calm down. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, and I, 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 we're going to get through the whole thing, but it's long, so I'm going to break it up a little bit. But this scene here and what he says sort of uh, rounds out the, pretty much shapes the whole movie. So back in we go. Ah, 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 ah. Yes, Hard Harry will go to any length to keep his three listeners glued with ooey bluey to their radios. But question is, how far will you go? I mean, how far can you go to amaze and disgust the insatiable hard Harry, huh? I mean, how serious are you? I ask you that. My beautiful listener. You know, like... Alright, right here we go to uh, Paige. Paige Woodward, who uh, I believe is played 
by Sh- yeah Cheryl Pollock. Um, I don't think she's done too much since this, but uh, she plays the the rich. Uh, you know, dad drives a Mercedes Benz all prim and proper, and she plays the rich, uh, very the rich white girl. The rich <laughs> white girl. There you go. She plays the rich white girl. Uh, everyone thinks she's perfect. You know, country club kind of girl. Uh, but we find out a little later she's just like everyone else, as confused, fucked up, and depressed as all the other students. Um, I can actually, uh, I'll go through this part a little bit because he's speaking instead of, uh, hard Harry. So I'll let the dad talk, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, he, but he's talking to her like, Oh, miss perfect. And I don't know how you're so, you know, get such good grades when you're listening to that radio, but all right, now back to hard Harry. You get a lot of letters here, guys. Weird. Dear hard Harry, my boyfriend won't talk to me anymore. How do I show him that I really love him? Like, I, I don't know anything about these letters asking for love advice. I mean, if I knew anything about love, I would be out there making it instead of sitting in here talking to you guys. So, just uh, send me stuff at box 2710, USA Mail, Paradise Hills, Mess, Arizona, 84012. Two replies guaranteed. Dear Harry, I think you're boring and obnoxious and have a high opinion of yourself. Of course, some of you are probably thinking I sent this one to myself. I think school is okay if you just look at it right. I mean, I like your music, but I really just don't see why you can't be cheerful for one second. I'll tell you, since you asked, uh, I just arrived in this stupid suburb. I have no friends, no money, no cars, no license. And even if I did have a license, all I could do is drive out to some stupid mall. Maybe if I'm lucky, play some fucking video games, smoke a joint, and get stupid. See, Anthony, we just mentioned how bad malls suck. And, th- and, and it's almost like he was looking into a crystal ball. I, I'm telling you, man. What is it like? All I had to do was drive to the mall or sit in the house and play fucking video games. Yeah. It's almost like he's talking to somebody from 2017. Smoke a joint and get stupid. Sounds like fucking today, doesn't it? Jesus uh, Christ. But I mean, but I mean, you can see how you know through. Through the DJ, you know, Hard Harry, he can say things, he has a way with words, but in real life, when confronted by actual people, he's very he's just, I mean, I, he's just, he's introverted. Like, right. some people, like, they have, like, uh, different ways of, out, you know, like I said, he, he's more comfortable being outgoing behind closed doors, or, like, basically being the man behind the mirror. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and you know he. Sometimes people are just better saying things when there's no one around. So, you know, and again, he thinks no one is listening at this point. He really only thinks he has like three or four people listening. He doesn't know that the whole school is you know listening to him. So, but uh, but kind of like us, like we only think we have a few listeners, but. Secretly, we have women masturbating to our voices right now. Possibly. Yes. Uh, those ladies should call. Four six nine two zero six four four six six. Yes. 
call that up. And um, there you go. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you can hear that, you know, he's just like any other teenager, though. He's He's kind of fucked up. He doesn't understand, doesn't know what to do. But, you know. He thinks nobody, you know, he, you know, like a lot of people in high school, you know, a lot of people think, you know, high school's, you know, the cool kid, the pop, the, but there are more times than not those people that feel like they're basically outsiders, you know, nobody mm-hmm. cares about them, blah, blah, blah. He basically kind of has that vibe about him. Exactly. He's kind of like the kid nobody really notices. Exactly. And he mentions that in another rant. We'll basically pull that out there. But, uh. Let's keep going with this one a little bit. I mean, the, 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 this is going to take a little bit, but we're trust me, we'll get through it quicker than you think, everybody. Themes have been used up, turned into theme parks. So I don't really find it exactly cheerful to be living in the middle of a totally, like, exhausted decade where there's nothing to look forward to and no one to look up to. That was deep. time in an hour oh god he sounds like a chronic masturbator he prides himself on it see i have to take care of it oh or else i'm going to explode just excuse me while i uh while i while i uh He starts playing music. He's tearing the room up. He actually goes off air in a minute here. But um, you can just, again, just very way with words. He has the gift of gab when behind the microphone. But, um, you know, just awkward otherwise. But, yeah, he's he's pretty much out of there after that. You know, they, they even say he can be on for five, five hours or five minutes. You never know. But... Um, you know, so th- that's the main part of the movie is him. The other part of the movie is his parents, uh, Mark's parents in this movie. His dad sort of is, um, would we call him a leftover hippie? Yeah, somewhat. And his mom is just kind of like, I don't, it's almost like there's like a disconnect. I think like like his parents like it's it's like it's a disconnect. He he just doesn't even feel like he comes from that family. <laughs> well, his, his mom seems oblivious in this movie. You know, just totally oblivious to everything going on with him. And you know, his dad is the try to help guy, but you know, your dad being around, being in charge of the school you go to, it's never cool. It's never a help. So, you know, but uh, and you say like that's a good observation you said about the father being like a leftover hippie because I got the I got the vibe from the whole movie watching it that this was kind of like an homage to the sixties, the pirate radio, the rebelliousness, you know, rage against the machine, the system sucks, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, the 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 mother even says at one time, you know, you spent you know your whole you know young life talking to the dad. You know, you spent your whole young life going against the system. Now you are the system. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, that's what led me to believe he's sort of a leftover hippie type guy. But, um, you know, 
the the other subplot to this movie is again the corruption in the school, and Mark is. I don't know how it never gets explained how he puts his finger on it or figures out how it's going on, but he starts going through his dad's office and finds a letter um, about a student, which we'll get to that student in a few minutes. But uh, you know, and then uh, the next scene pretty much goes, and uh, he's off to school. And this is where, again, you know, he's going to Triple H. (laughs) He's going to school. He's got a microphone. (laughs) All right. Uh, And this is where we meet Nora, or Samantha Mathis. Uh, She's sort of a grungy, gothy type girl. Um... Again, a little awkward, maybe, you know, kind of hangs out with the the nerdy kids. Um, but, uh, you know, it kind of goes to Mark sitting in English class, where, of course, Nora is in his class. And the teacher is reading. Oh, God, that's, she's, Samantha, by the way, let's just, Samantha Mathis is absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Absolutely gorgeous. And this was her first major movie. Um, she even got an introducing Samantha Mathis in this movie because this was her first major role. Uh, so, you know, but she was just absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Oh, wow. Real quick, before we get too deep, mm-hmm. were there any, uh, NYPD Blue references? Oh, shit. I didn't, didn't even look. I'll look, I'll look during the next scene. Uh, I actually think there might be one or two... I think the guy who played Murdoch was in NYPD Blue. I'll look that up when the scene's playing, after the next scene we play. I'm not going to play the scene. Like I said, he's in English class. And, uh, you know, the teacher's reading his his little essay and stuff and trying to ask him his feelings. And he's just shy, doesn't want to say anything, can't really speak. So, uh, you know, they do that. But... Uh, they go to woodshop class, and again, he doesn't... Mark thinks no one's listening. But, uh, you know, they, they go to a scene in woodshop class, and for some reason they're allowed to listen to music in the school, so everyone's carrying a fucking boombox with them. And um, I'm go ahead and play this scene, because it kind of, you know, they, they start playing him, and the teacher comes in, so... I was about asking, huh? Right. Kicking conversation, ain't talking about nothing. Not when all that's really on your mind is what? Yo, baby, let's get butt naked and fuck. That's right. If you're a man, you want it. You know that. If you're a woman, you tease him and flaunt it. We move in a group, seduce and capture, and if the posse has good luck, the girls will get butt naked and fucked that night. Islam takes the pictures. And girl- Morning, Mr. Murdoch. Morning, Mr. Murdoch. Morning, sir. I'm not stupid, you know. School is judged on one category only. Academic scores. Damn, I messed that up. Oh, well, anyway, I was actually looking for the, uh... Oh, shit, that wasn't it. I'll have to look there in the next, uh the next scene see if I can actually I be makes I forgot I did forget my own gimmick it's been a long week guys I I, I can't believe it's Friday 
But, um, well, almost Saturday here. It's Saturday there already, but... uh, It's been a long week for me too, Box, but fuck it. This is my release. There you go. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're, the, 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 the teachers are playing it, trying to figure out who this guy is. Um, you know, some of the teachers are laughing, but of course, Murdoch and the other principal, Crestwood, are not laughing. Uh, now, Nora has a little, she's also trying, everyone in the school is really trying to figure out who this DJ is. And, um... Uh, I don't think that was Slick Rick, by the way, on that song. I think that was Ice T, wasn't that Anthony? Uh, it didn't sound like Ice T. Ice T has a very distinct voice. I would have to hear it again. Uh, I could back up to it real quick. That's right. If you're a man, you want it. You know that. If you're a woman, you tease him and flaunt That's Ice T, dude. Yeah, yuck say it's ice tea. We move in a group, seduce and shatter. Yeah, yeah, that's ice tea. Old school ice tea. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There, and even look at that. White boy got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Our resident hip hop expert, Bobby Anthem. The, yes. Yes. Yes, confirmed that I got it right. That's what he did. so all right anyway nora is uh actually making a list and when she actually sees mark in the library who checks out a book by lenny bruce uh how to talk dirty to women and um kind of crosses him off the list because he can't even talk to her i mean she speaks to him and he (sighs) and runs away but um, then, you know, we go to a next scene, and what do we hear? We hear the DJ. Fingers crossed, everybody knows the war is I don't know. Everywhere I look, it seems like someone's getting butt surfed by the system. My, my parents are always talking about the system. And, and, and the 60s, and how cool it was. Well, look at where the 60s got them, huh? Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Everybody get this is a song for the 90s from my buddies, the Descendants. Welcome to Dorena Central. May I take your order, please? Yeah. I want. Oh, 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 Welcome to Dorena Central. May, May I take, take your, your order, order please? please? Yeah. I want. You want Will's firm with that? No! I hate the 60s. I hate school. I hate principals. I hate vice principals. But my true, pure, refined hatred is reserved for guidance counselors. Happy Harry just happens to have in his very hands a copy of a memo written by one Mr. David Deaver, guidance counselor extraordinaire, to one Miss Loretta Crestwood, high school principal. I find Cheryl unremorseful about her unfortunate condition. Bastard can't even say she's knocked up. What channel? And she's unwilling to minimize its effect on the morale of the student population. 
they knew anything about career moves, would they have ended up as guidance counselors? <laughs> say we called Eva up, huh? Our hair just happens to have the home phone numbers of every employee of the Paradise Hills School Commission. Here we go. There you are, Mr. Deesky. All right, before we get to this, um, now he said he was trying to uncover this, this, uh, this corruption in the school. Um, he see he thinks that this guy is a, a, like a huge part of it. So obviously he's calling his house to try to get. Of course he lies to him, but um, you know he's he's just trying to see what he says. But again, man, this is just you know. But he again he mentioned the sixties. You know, yep. which again brought me back to where, you know, his dad sort of has the longish hippie hair still in the movie and that's just yeah. kinda why I, you know, mentioned I mean, that. You know, honestly, you know what this might be? Hmm? Unofficially, this is like a animal house all grown up. Could be a little bit. Could be a little bit. But uh I I don't know, man. This this like I've said, this movie is just absolutely amazing, and I, I think the rants that he goes on in this movie are—they're like so anti-establishment. They're—they're they're still right today. Yeah, and it's like we're calling them rants, but these aren't just random psychotic rants that a lot of people nowadays tend to go on. They're actually rants that make sense if you're paying attention and you're really listening to what he's saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're 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 fucking mantras. I mean, they're you know they're manifestos, if you will. Uh, but uh, here we'll go ahead and play the phone call now. He does uh, get to get a hold of uh, old David Deaver, the guidance counselor. David Deaver speaking. Hey, this is WKPX. You're live. We're doing a piece on high schools. Uh, we understand that you're a guidance counselor. I'm head of guidance here at uh, Hubert Humphrey High in uh, Paradise Hills, Arizona. I've been here seven years. By the way, I want to mention, he is, the guidance counselor is so excited and impressed with himself during this interview. You should see him smiling and crossing his legs and fidgeting and straightening out his pants. <clears throat> head of guidance counseling. So, Yeah, hey. fuck him. Yeah, I just I, I, yeah, yeah. I, before you play this, I just you know I just want to say if you're a guidance counselor, a guidance counselor, fuck you. I, Wor most wor I swear that's the most worthless position on the face of the planet. I saw my guidance counselor in high school one time. Yeah, one time. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, all right, let's get back to this. A bit about what you do. I run a comprehensive. American Values Program, uh, uh, in which uh, we discuss uh, ethical situations, uh, sex education, drugs. What do you say to young people who look around at the world and see that it's become, you know, like a, a sleazy country, you know, a, a place you just can't trust? Like your school, for example. How come it wins all of these awards and yet students are dropping out like flies? Why, why is that? Now, My listeners are, are curious about your participation in the decision to expel Cheryl Biggs. 
I, 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 uh, I'm not aware of uh, anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's not true, sir. Cheryl refuses to accept suggestions of a more positive mental attitude towards her health and her future. I'm afraid I find no alternative but to suggest suspension. Who is this? How did you get this number? Do you admit it, sir? I admit what? That you're a slime. Now, wait just a minute. You interview a student. And then you rat on her. You betray her trust. Isn't that right, sir? Well, as you can see... These guys are played out. Society is mutating so rapidly <laughs> that anyone over the age of 20 really has no idea. <sighs> All right, back down to business. I share a room with my older brother. Nearly every night after he turns off his light, he comes over to my bed and gives me a few arm nuggies and stuff. And then he makes me scratch his back and other refinements. Well, it's about time we had some refinements on this show. <laughs> uh, then sooner or later, he gets worked up, and without further ado, he rubs his thing and makes me watch. Find yourself screwed up. All right, they might have to cut this part out of today's movie if they redid if they did this today. But what it turns out to be, don't worry, folks, it's not so bad, and I'll let you hear it before it gets crazy. Well, first of all, you're not screwed up. You're you're an unscrewed up reaction to a screwed up situation. You see, feeling screwed up in a screwed up place in a screwed up time does not mean that you're screwed up. If you catch my drift. Now, as you know, dear listeners, if you uh, enclose your number, the reply is guaranteed. Hello? This is Happy Harry Hardon. You're live. Is this Miss Screwed Up? Yes. Well, I have a couple of questions. How big is it, this thing you described? Is, is it bigger than a baby's arm? What, you don't remember or you don't want to tell me? It's humongous. <laughs> or maybe you made this whole thing up, huh? Remember, my dear, I can smell a lie like a fart in a car. <laughs> and by the way, she hangs up a nice corded clear phone. For those of you who don't, who, those of you who don't remember the uh, corded clear phones uh, in the 90s, they were huge in the early 90s before... You know, cordless phones and cell phones started popping up everywhere. Fuck, and, and remember, remember the fucking rotary dial. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Christ. Yes, I do, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> you know, no, I remember those because my grandparents had those for the longest time. Those mm -hmm. were, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it took forever in the day to make a call. Uh, I know. They will never understand the struggle. Fucking, and God forbid you miss dial. <laughs> Who was that? Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think he actually said those exact words. <laughs> God help you if you missed the numbers. Like you that. have to start that shit all over again. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck. We might just have to do a fucking Chris Rock episode one night and review the fucking the comedy shit. All right. Let me finish up this little rant, and then we're going to go through a little bit, and then I got another one to play. So here we go. Too bad about that one, actually. You see, to me, the real truth is always a bigger turn on. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be any. Malcolm. Have okay, right here we meet Malcolm. 
Malcolm is a another student who goes to the school listening to the show. Um, Malcolm is another, de- you know, just depressed, confused kid. Um, we'll get back to Malcolm in a little while, but because uh, we're gonna play Malcolm's call to uh, the show, but uh, that's the part we're on right now. And then you know, from there, he rants a little more, and he gets a letter from the eat me beat me lady who he's not sure what who she is but um he definitely wants to know i can tell you that uh here give me a couple seconds here i kind of went past the scene and here we go so i don't know send me your most pathetic moment your most anything as long as it's real I, I mean, I, I want the size, the shape, the feel, the smell. I mean, I, I want blood, sweat, and tears on these letters. I, I want, I want brains and ectochasm and cum spilled all over them. Hallelujah! <laughs> and now, all my horny listeners, get one hand free because yes, the eat me, beat me lady is back. Come in. Every night you enter me like a criminal. You break into my brain, but you're no ordinary criminal. You put your feet up and you pop a Pepsi. You start start to party. party. You turn up my stereo. Okay, now we find out, us the lucky audience finds out that Nora is the eat me, beat me lady. She's repeating the words before he even says them. So we find out it's her. Um kind of makes her hotter in the movie <laughs> you know so anyway i'm gonna let i'm gonna, not gonna interrupt i'll let him finish but i move anyway you get me crazy i say do it i don't care what just do it jam me jack me push me pull me talk hard i like that talk hard I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited. Just kind of hang out like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Maybe a thought is like a virus, you know, it can it can kill all the healthy thoughts and just take over. That would be serious. Mm, that would be terrible. Yeah. I know that all of my horny listeners would love it if I would call up Feed Me, Beat Me Lady, but no! Because she never encloses her number. Tough luck, creepoid. Always the same red paper. Same beautiful black writing. Mm. You know, now, real quick, I know some of you are like, well, won't they just know this guy's voice? He is using a voice disguiser uh, to go over the air with, so... His voice isn't the same, because I know everyone's going, well, won't they just know his voice? And some people haven't seen this movie, so this is why it's not just, oh, well, they'll know his voice. He is using a voice disguiser over the air, and uh, he he even tells us that, but you can hear it when they switch back and forth from the radio to to him speaking to the radio, so, yeah. Now, real quick, Box, Mm because this kind of fascinates me. Obviously... We kind of, we kind of basically laid it out that he's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde, you know. 
Okay. By day, he's like, you know, mild-mannered. By night, you know, he's this wild man that has a way with words, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if it was revealed early on in the movie that uh, this was the guy, the nerdy guy that everybody kind of like, you know, ignored, didn't pay too much attention to, do you, how, how do you think people would have reacted to him? Do you think it would have changed their perception, or do you think they would have just clowned him? Uh, that's a tough one. That would it would have been a whole different movie at that point. Um, yeah, I know, but it's just kind of interesting to me because it's like during the day, it's almost like when I'm watching the movie. Sometimes I felt like I was watching like a different, like two different movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him in school and interacting with other people. It's like he's socially awkward, doesn't know what to say. But then it's like once he gets them fucking headphones on, it's like. He's a different person. Yeah, but most teenagers are like that. They're either they're either this way or the opposite. Either you're one way with your parents and one way, you know, I'm not saying either. You're either, you're one way with your parents and you're one way with your friends. Most people are like that, especially as teenagers. Again, you're still trying to find yourself, see who you are. I mean, I'm I mean, now I'm who the fuck I am with my parents. I mean, I say what I want in front of my parents and everybody, but, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I, I I was different around my parents. Much different. I mean, I wasn't sitting there fucking, you know, smoking joints and drinking around my parents at fucking, you know, 19 years old. <laughs> 17 years old. Of course. Yeah. Of course, because <laughs> they were paying the bills. So it's like, yeah, you know where your bread was buttered. Plus, I mean, I, I think. I, plus, I think it goes with like most people. You know, for the most part, have a baseline respect for their parents, and they're not going to cross those lines. Most people, you would think, most people do. I don't know about today, man, but kids used to. They used to, but yeah. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. just not sure about today. But. Uh, let me get finished with this. He's still talking about the eat me, beat me lady, and then, like I said, we we gotta we'll go on to another thing. It's probably a lot like me, legend in her own mind. <laughs> but you know what? I bet in real life she's probably not that wild. I bet she's kind of shy, like so many of us, briskly walking the halls. Tending to be late for some class. Tending to be distracted. Hey, poultry lady. Are you really this cool? You out there? You listening? I'm always out here. I feel like I know you, and yet... We'll never meet. <sighs> so be it. Well, here's a song from my close personal buddies back east. The Beastie Boys song that was so controversial they couldn't put it on their first album. But a little night Well, chillin' on the corner this one time. Cool at the party and running line. Smoking my crack saying my run. Count my black just to pass the time. Met a young girl do some bass. My boyfriend beat he was on my case. Took her through the place through the mattress in the face. Got one boy in his fucking face. Love the rap king of Arizona. <laughs> I don't know. Drugs are out. Sex is out. Politics are out. Everything is on hold. I mean, we definitely need something new. 
Just keep waiting for some new voice to come out of somewhere and just say, hey. Wait a second. What is wrong with this picture? Just take a look around. Well, maybe this is the answer to everything. See, once again, he's saying things that are like today. I mean, you see the shit going on today. Are you not waiting for one person to just come out and be like, can we all calm the fuck down? What yeah. the fuck is going on? Why? Yeah. Why are we so fucking divided right now in this country? Why? Yeah. Why? Be because we don't agree about who's fucking president? That's why we're divided? Come yeah, on. I, 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 look, I just don't look. You know, look, I, I just don't like, look, I respect everybody's opinions and views, but I just don't like this notion that you had to be one way or the other. And it's almost like we live in a world now where you have to choose sides. <laughs> well, A, we have to choose sides. B, everybody has to get their way. And if they don't get their way, we they protest or they go online or they start a petition or a GoFundMe or something. It's just... Not everything's going to go your way, and uh, we need to teach our fucking kids to deal with that shit. Yeah. And don't, and don't, and, and another issue, don't go suicidal just because you get rejected or because, you know, you, you know, you didn't get the promotion you wanted. Hey, life ain't fair. Well, funny you mention that because I'm going to go ahead and play this here. That'd be nice, huh? Dear Hard Harry, do you think I should kill myself? Great. Signed, I'm serious. And of course, there is a number here. <laughs> I look. Okay. Oh, I thought that was the movie. That's Anthony. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. Real quick. This is uh Malcolm. I said we would meet Malcolm in a couple more minutes. This is us meeting Malcolm. Um, B makes says, "You got to pick a side. God damn it, you have to." <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is Malcolm. Uh, he is again, you know, just another teenager in the school. L by what they're showing, you know, he's got the the Mac computer in front of him. He's the nerdy type kid um so you know but uh sends a letter to hard harry happy hard whatever and uh like he said if there's a phone number i'm gonna call you and he does this is a i would say the one of the pivotal shifts in the movie uh gets a little darker from here and um let me go ahead and do it Serious? Yeah. Are you okay? Yep. I guess what I'm asking is... How serious are you? Well, how are you gonna do it? I'm gonna blow my fucking head off. Oh. Well, do you, do you have a gun? No, I'm gonna use my finger, genius. <laughs> Alright, so, uh... Where, where is this gonna take place, huh? Right here. Well, where is this alleged gun, huh? Do you, do you have it with you? 
please write a note? I mean, you have a reason, don't you? I mean, you're, you're not going to be one of those people who kills themselves and nobody has any idea why they did it, huh? That's why we need a note, pal. Oh, oh. oh, hey, look, maybe it's okay to be alone sometimes. I mean, I... Well, everybody's alone. You're not. I didn't talk to one person today, not, not counting teachers. I sit alone every day, you know, in the stairwell eating my lunch for eating a book. What about you? I hate that. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> now I feel like killing myself, but luckily I'm too depressed to bother. Great. He's got the phone off the hook now. Rejected again. That's okay, I'm used to it. Terminal loneliness. People always think they know who a person is, but they're always wrong. Eats lunch on stairs. Our parents have no idea. His mind had me tested because I sit alone in my room all day, naked, wearing only a cock ring. <laughs> Man, it really bugs me. Everyone thinks they know how a person should be. Who cares how I should be, you know? I mean, in real life, I, I could be that anonymous nerd sitting across from you in chem lab, staring at you so hard. And when you turn around, he tries to smile, but the smile just comes out all wrong. You just think how pathetic. He really sounds like Every, I mean, think back to when you were, you know, high school age. This was sort of me. I mean, I'm not sure you, but I mean, this was sort of me. I was sort of the, believe it or not, I was kind of the awkward. I mean, I'm still awkward. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty awkward now, but I was very awkward and sort of shy. I got along with my, no. my group, but, uh. I mean, if I wasn't such a fucking, you know, party animal in high school, I would have been really, really fucking awkward. I know, I know. This is probably me, too. Like, you know, not not an introverted per se, but, you know, shy. Had my little circle, and that, that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. I, I was more of a floater. Yeah, I mean, I was, but I was still, you know, a little shy. I I was, you know, I've said before, I was always never really... I was never very good with girls, you know, that's why I learned fucking stupid magic. It was at least something I could, you know, start yeah. a conversation with and you know, it worked most of the time, believe it or not. It's so it's so amazing. Look, you walk up to any blonde girl and show her the dumbest trick in the world and she's going to go, "Oh my god, that was so cool." <laughs> so, you know, but uh, you know, just all these sort of things, and I mean, this is shit that went on in everyone's high school. I mean, I don't know if you ever had anyone, you know, commit suicide in your high school, but I mean, we did a couple, couple of kids. Um, 
wow, we're getting dark. I mean, no, you know, you had people like, you know, had their issues, but, you know, never anything crazy. I, 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 I've actually lost some people that I uh, went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I have. Uh, you know, and this was like, but this is like after the fact. But it, it, in some cases, it, it, it was just sad. Like, you know, I, had, I went a school, a girl that I went to school with, grade school, and uh, we didn't go to the same high school, but I grew up with her. She literally died. I want to say it, we just celebrated like the ten year anniversary of it, and it was just, whew. yeah, that was like a rough one because it was like literally, girl, I, you know, we was cool. Like grew up like a couple blocks from me. Mm-hmm. Taught me how to dance. Or well, I, I never learned how to dance. She attempted to <laughs> way back when, but it's just one of those things, man. Anytime you lose one of your peers, wait, wait, even wait, wait, if you wait, wasn't wait. necessarily close to him. I know. But wait, we gotta stop right there. Wait a minute, you don't know how to dance? No, not well. Anthony, no. Anthony, Anthony, I, I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. You're not white. <laughs> I guess it, it ain't right. It ain't right. You should, you, you should race, you're, just by your race, you should be able to dance by proxy. Is what I'm you saying. Know what? You know what? We're going to take care. Of it. This is not going to be on the download, folks. <laughs> yes, it is. This is going to be edited out. I'm, I'm exercising my executive producer role. <laughs> well, if you learn how to edit, you can edit it out. <laughs> you should, don't worry about it, man. Please, I've said some stuff about myself. Don't worry about it. Nah, that's cool. It, you <laughs> yeah, know, we're, yeah. we're amongst friends here, but I mean. It's just one of those things, man. But, you know, I guess back to my original point before I get back to the dancing thing. Uh, it always kind of bothers me. I don't know how you feel about this. But whenever you lose one of your peers, somebody in your general age bracket, it just kind of fucks with your mortality. Because I remember I went, I didn't go through a, a suicidal depression, but I did go through a depression thinking about my own mortality. When you when you're, you know, when you're in your teen, mid-teens, about to be hit your 20s, <laughs> you're starting to see people around you that you grew up with that aren't that much older than you dying. Wait it kind of fucks your head up a little bit. Wait till you hit 30s and 40s. I, dude, I'm trust me, man. And, and if you have kids, you're going to think about it more. Dude, trust me. It's it, it gets worse. It gets it gets worse as you get older. Just so you know. Just so you know, man. But uh, yeah, we'll be like that uh, <laughs> that Belushi sketch from Saturday Night Live, mm. the famous one. <laughs> and the sad irony is he's the he he's the one that didn't make it. All of them, all the rest of them are still around. Even Garrett Morris. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. And he was yeah. old then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at least he looked old. All right, so this scene is almost over, and then we're we're going pretty quick here. Well, here we go. Away. He never looks back at you again. Now, hey, who cares, huh? That's my motto. Well, sleep tight, Cheryl. Sleep tight, Miss Refinements. Sleep tight, poetry lady. Sleep tight, Mr. Serious. Maybe you'll feel better tomorrow. 
They go to school the next day. Uh, there's, uh, you know, he's walking into school and he's starting to see, you know, he's looking around and he's starting to see uh, some of his quotes. And kids are starting to even play his tapes right there in class. But uh, he looks up on the wall and so be it is written there. Um, you can... I still say this is where Sobe got their name. Their the drink Sobe, but <laughs> maybe not. Uh, there's like I said, there's one kid selling his tapes um, in in the school. You know, five bucks each selling the tapes from the night before, and uh, we find out that Mark in this movie actually has a thing for Paige. We brought up Paige a little while ago. Not not uh not, not that page. Not, not that page. Yeah, not uh not that page. I mean if if he had a thing for that page, all he'd have to do is say hi. Uh that, 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 boom, you're in. But um no. Paige the, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just say radio. <laughs> well <laughs> No 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 no. No, if he, no. All all you would need to get that page is a good cameraman. Yeah. That'll work. You're right. A good cameraman. Just just call Brad Maddox and have him come by. You're you're in. Um, no, he's he's got a little thing for Paige, the perfect country club going girl, and you know he kind of walks up to her for a minute, says hi, and remember he's so shy he just sort of walks away. You know, just walks away. And uh, she kind of looks like, well, that was weird, but... Yeah, that's know. the worst thing you can do. Like, e e even if you know you're going to take an L, just kind of keep it going. But if you start talking and walk away, you kind of like... <laughs> that's like a bad first impression. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't, like, turn him down. She actually kind of wanted to hear him, but, um, you know... They're, but yeah, like I said, you know, they're playing his tapes. They're playing them out in the courtyard, uh, where, like I said, the school somehow can play music. But you know, they're playing it in the courtyard, and uh, you know, the teachers are getting pissed about it. Like I said, they're trying to figure out who this guy is, and he obviously has some information that you know shouldn't be out there, and they're wondering how he's getting that too. While that's happening, what do you think Nora's doing? Nora's walking around, looking, trying to find out, you know, who's eating lunch on the stairwell by themselves. And he, she does find him. And she finds him eating blackjack gum. Now, I didn't play that scene because I actually play that scene every week before the sh That's how our show starts. The beginning to our intro is from this movie. Yeah, and I feel... <laughs> yeah, actually, I was when I first turned the movie on, I'm like, what the fuck have I heard that before? I was actually waiting for our fucking intro to kick in watching it. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> I stole our... I I told you, dude, this is one of my... I From the time I've... Uh, I don't know, man. I've always wanted to use that as part of an intro, and I was finally able to. So there you go. But uh, yeah, he talks about, you know, the blackjack gum and this and that. And 
There you go. So she does walk up. She does find him there eating his blackjack gum and sort of <clears throat> tells him that she knows who he is. He blows it off a little bit, but then he goes to English class and uh, they find out that Malcolm killed himself. Uh, so he did do it. And, um, of course, um, you know, he's not wanting to go on the air that night because he thinks he's fucking things up. Now, right before we go to that scene, though, he goes to the post office and sneaks in to pick up his uh, his mail. And Nora is waiting out there. This is where she introduces him herself as the Eat Me, Beat Me lady. Matter of fact, we'll go ahead and play that real quick. I needed to open my beer real quick. Not your name, but your game. I know the true you. Come to me, or I'll come to you. So you are him. Don't worry, I'm not going to bust you. Aren't you going to ask who I am? No, I don't think so, no. I'm the Eat Me, Beat Me lady. She don't believe me. I know you. Not your name, but your game. I know the true you. Come to me. Or I'll come to you. Hey, relax. I'm not really like that. Except when I am. Look, I really can't handle... Okay, one more time. She is sexy as hell in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just... Whew. All right. Whew. Let's get back to the scene before well, this right now, okay? Hey, look, okay. look, look, it's not your fault. I mean, I was listening last night. I didn't think he'd go through with it. All right, so yeah, obviously, you know, he didn't think she... No one really thought he was going to go through with it, and obviously he did. But like I said, he obviously is thinking about not going on the air. Um, and, you know, his parents are kind of questioning him. Did you know, you know, do you know this DJ you know this, you know that. Um, now, I'll bring it up later. I'll bring that one up later. Uh, but yeah, his parents are doing that, you know, but uh, he does finally decide to go on the air. And, uh, you know, it's after 10, and they're a little depressed that he's not on the air yet. But here, he finally decides to go on, and I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. It's going, trust me. If it be your will, then I uh, another Leonard Cohen, uh, Leonard Cohen song, by the way, right here. Uh, forget the name of it, but Leonard Cohen. I speak no more, and my voice be still. As it was before I will speak no more I shall abide until I am spoken for If it be your will Everybody. 
I'm done. Stick a fork in me. It's been grand. This is hard, Harry. Saying, sayonara. Over and out. Oh, come on, you can't do this. This is a joke, right? Come on, Harry, baby, don't stiff. <laughs> What am I doing? Fuck it. You hear? About some kid did something stupid, something desperate. What possessed him? How could he do such a terrible thing? Well, come here. It's really quite simple, actually. Consider the life of a teenager. Huh? You have parents and teachers telling you what to do. You have. Movies, magazines, and TV telling you what to do, but you know what you have to do, huh? Your job, your purpose, is to get accepted, get a cute girlfriend, to think up something great to do for the rest of your life. What if you're confused and can't imagine a career? What if you're funny looking, you can't get a girlfriend? You see, no one wants to hear it. <sighs> All right, real quick. See, this really just brings up a lot of the problems that every teenager, high school teenager, goes through throughout their life. And, and you know, he's he's trying to bring to light, if you could hear what he's saying, that everybody goes through it. Me, you, everyone, you know, and, and, and that's what he's trying to let people know. I mean, I'm sure you can hear that, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that that's what he's really saying and <clears throat> you know as much as everyone thinks they're alone like that kid said they're not. Everyone does have someone. So I don't know, it's just a yeah, I don't know, it's just such a it's such a stigma like, you know, with these you know, it's always I feel bad on both fronts. I I feel bad for anybody that looks at suicide as an option. And I feel bad for the after effects because, you know, inevitably, whenever this happens, there's always those people left behind asking, is it something I didn't do? Is it something I could have said to, yeah. you know, change the course of events? And it, it, it's just a sad situation. And, and it, it's one of those things where you really can't you really can't judge somebody's struggle. But at the same time, it's almost like 
you kind of ask yourself, like, what the fuck? Yeah. The, what the fuck happens where it gets to that point? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know that uh, some of these scenes are really long tonight, but I can't help myself. This fucking movie is so good. Um, I'm going to play a little more of this one because he he does you know, keep going with the fact that everybody goes through it. It's No matter how alone you think you are, everyone is going through the same shit. Every yes. fucking high school kid goes through the same bullshit. The, 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 you know, no high school kid likes their parents. You know, cherish those first ten years with your kids when they actually think you're cool because it will go away. Luckily, I'm not there yet. My kids still think I'm great and cool, but you know. But, uh, yeah, but the, I, but I guess I guess the '90s was the transition though for a lot of people, because you figure six fifty, sixty, seventies, eighty, the most high school kids had to worry about you know getting your license and asking Peggy Sue to the school you know the school dance or the sock op or whatever the fuck. Then the '90s, you got you know, and I would say probably starting with the mid '80s into the '90s, you know. You got drugs in the schools. You got, you know, peer pressure. Who's fucking who? That type of thing. So I think the pressure's changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely getting... And getting worse and worse as times get, you know, worse and worse. I hate to say. So, all right. Let me get a little more of this here. The secret. Is it being... Young is sometimes less fun than being dead. This is great. He's making it worse. Suicide is wrong. But the interesting thing about it is how uncomplicated it seems. You know, and there, there you are. You got all these problems swarming around in your brain, and here is one simple, one incredibly simple solution. I'm just surprised it doesn't happen every day around here. Now, now, they're going to say I said offing yourself is simple. But no, 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 no. It's not simple. It's like everything else, you have to read the fine print. For instance, assuming that there is a heaven, who would ever want to go there? You know? I mean, think about it. It's cool, you know, you're sitting there up on this cloud. It's nice. You know, it's quiet. There's no, there's no teachers. There's no parents. But guess what? There's nothing to do. Fucking boring. Another thing to remember about suicide is it is not a pretty picture. And first of all, you shit your shorts, you know? So there you are, dead. People are weeping over you, crying. Girls you never spoke to are saying, why, why, why? <laughs> and you have a load in your shorts. That's the way I see it. Sue me. Now, they're saying I, I shouldn't think stuff like this. You know, they're saying something is wrong with me. That I should be ashamed. Well, I'm, I'm sick of being ashamed. I mean, aren't you? Sick to death. I don't mind being dejected and rejected, but I'm not going to be ashamed about it. See, now, during the... And I, I want to point this out. During all these scenes where he's doing this, all of these high school kids are identifying with him, which is another part of the movie is that... 
they're all identifying with him that the fact that which is again bringing up the fact that everybody goes through what you're going through no matter how out of place how odd how alone you feel everyone is going through it and you know that that's really what they're trying to push forward in this scene in my opinion you know i i'm i'm not sure but that's what i think they're trying to push forward in this scene is you know you can hear the different voices as they're going through it and everyone identifying with them you know you have page when he's saying aren't you sick of it and she's saying sick to death well you know we mentioned before she's you know the one so perfect so this so that and but uh, all these kids just identifying with with the same problems that every teenager has so yeah, everybody has issues yeah yeah and you know I, and he's just saying no matter how alone you feel everyone's got them so roll on pain is real you look around and you see nothing is real but at least pain is real you know even the show isn't real this isn't me. I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony fuck just like my dad. Just like anybody. You see, the real me is just as worried as the rest of you. They say I'm disturbed. Of course I'm disturbed. I mean, we're all disturbed, and if we're not, why not? I mean, doesn't this blend of blindness and blandness want to make you do something crazy? Then why not do something crazy? It makes a hell of a lot more sense than blowing your fucking brains out. You know, go nuts, go crazy, get creative. You got problems, you just chuck them, nuke them. They think you're moody, make them think you're crazy. Make them think you might snap. They think you got attitude, you show them some real attitude. Ah, I mean, go nuts, get... Now, as he's yelling and ranting here, Paige is collecting all her jewelry and shit that in her mind is defines her and she's walking to the kitchen with it and throws it in the microwave. You're going to hear an explosion, and I wanted to let you know why you're hearing an explosion. The microwave explodes, and uh, actually something shoots out of it, breaks her nose. So, But I do want you to just understand why the explosion is happening, and there is your reasoning. No more, Mr. Nice Guy! <laughs> Fucking Henry Rollins there with bad brains. Little kick out the jams, motherfuckers. Uh, you know they're all rocking out to it, and like I said, Paige just basically blew up her kitchen. All the students are rocking out and jamming, and this is a really cool scene in the movie. I, I you know, like I said, everyone's just fucking partying, and you know they're behind the school. They're bringing beers. It's turned into a party. They're carrying picnic tables across and it's just a really cool little kind of dance scene they're even carrying a giant dick across the school in this movie uh at, during this scene come on box that's uh ridiculous oh <laughs> oh 
Oh, if I had a losing horn right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, young Seth Green right there, jamming, dancing, jam, jamming, jamming, jamming. But uh, as uh, the song is going and Christian Slater is dry humping a uh, wedding dress, I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Okay. Uh, as he's doing that, he sees a letter from a, a uh, another another listener or student, if you will, and uh, he stops and looks at the letter, and I will go from there. This is good. This is very, very interesting. Okay, here we go. Hello? Hi, it's me. You're on the air. Are you willing to tell my listeners what you told me here in this letter? I think they're they're ready to handle it. I'm not ashamed. So tell us what happened. This guy knew. He invited me up to the ridge, and I wasn't really sure why, but. I was really happy because he's pretty cool. He's an athlete and everything. First of all, when was this and how, how old are you? Just before school. I'm 16. Go ahead. So we get up there. We take off our shirts. And we start fooling around. And then I sort of told him how much I liked him. Now, this is a, a, a another thing that we hadn't obviously gotten into in this movie, but I mean, you can see that, man, this movie's a lot darker than I thought it was. Whew. Trust me, it gets better. In, uh, in a few minutes, it starts turning around a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 like uh, another problem that, you know, every student goes through, you know, every teenager is... You know, their sexuality, again, confusion. Confusion with a lot of things when you're a teenager. And this is one of them. But again, this movie's driving home a lot that everyone has problems. You know what? I'm going to say this. This movie should be fucking, literally, this movie should be probably re, uh, re-released today. Because everyone needs to know that they're not... F I mean, this movie really is that fucking... I don't know, man. But like I said, this movie got real dark real... Even Yuck said this movie got real dark real quick. Yeah. I promise you. I mean, yeah, I mean you. It, it has moments, but if you really... Like you said, it has its moments, but if you really look at it, it's really not a lot funny about it. Because there's a lot of, like, hidden messages. It's like, it's trying to teach you without teaching you. Yeah, actually, that was Shaheen that said, uh, this shit's getting dark. Shaheen, I promise you, there's titty coming up in about 10 minutes, and the movie gets better. Okay? I promise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there is, and there is a, little, a few dark moments in this movie, but again, we're talking about what teens are going through and shit, and this shit that fucking teens go through. So, I'll finish this call up real quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to some happier parts. She says, I don't believe you. Believe me, brother. Believe me. Smiled and said he knew it. So then he says, why don't we take our pants off and get a tan? So I did it. 
but he stalled. Go ahead. Then two of his friends showed up, and they were drinking beer and laughing. And they took my clothes and threw them up in the trees. I didn't know what to do. I, I started to cry, but they just laughed at me, so I stopped. And they started calling me things. I don't even care about that. I mean, I know I'm into guys, but this was different. What did you do? Everything. Everything they told me. I'm calling the police. Fraud, pornography. He is just using those poor kids. Alright, we'll, we'll stop that call. Um... Yeah, that was getting dark and awkward. Yeah, well, he, he goes on from there. Basically, from here, this is where the police really start getting involved. Um, uh, they don't call the cops, but the police really start getting involved. What's going on is they're starting to sell his tapes across state lines. And once that happens, you can actually start bringing in the feds, federal communication communications commission so ah fcc this is where the fcc starts coming in and they do bring him in for that reason alone uh is that you know his tapes are being sold across state lines so actually he says it right here uh the the guy that plays the police officer says it here that you know he's being being passed across state lines we need to bring the feds in so uh, but uh yeah i mean you know i'm i'm going to end this uh this little scene but now we go to a few more scenes and it it does show he sees in the paper that the fcc is going to start looking for him and starts getting a little nervous uh you know people are buying uh we go to the school scene now people are buying tapes from the the, the kid and uh once again, the corruption in the school starts taking over a little bit, and they basically tell this kid, Donald, this little little fat kid, that uh, you either tell us or you may be expelled. Your file is under review, is what they say. <clears throat> so, you know, that's, that's that, but... Uh, you know, kids are hanging up signs, you know, the truth is a virus, and talk hard, and <clears throat> all his little quotes are being hung up around school. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're, again, they're playing his tapes, and the principal comes out, freaks the fuck out. But Seth Green walks up to a Donald, the guy selling the tapes, and goes, hey, can you get a tape? into the PA system and they do and uh, basically what happens is he makes the song I can play the song what the hell just hold on a minute there no, 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 no. They, were, they were speaking they were speaking what's happening what's going on that's just the no, so he just mixed that up a little bit, little, little, little young Seth Green, and they brought it into the school. 
But this in turn brings more. The media has been on this, but they're on it even more now. Um, you know, because of all this stuff going on. But the, uh, another kid in this uh, in this movie is uh, Billy Morissette, who was... I'm not sure if he did much more after this. I'll look while we're doing this. But I know he was married to uh, Maura Turney. From why does that name sound familiar? Spin City, Primal Fear. Uh, she was in um, Insomnia. Wait, wait, Insomnia says who was she on Spin City? Spin City. She was Michael, the one that. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm mixing up shows. Not Spin City. News Radio. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. News radio. She was Dave Foley's uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl yeah. in that movie. But she was in um She was just recently in a movie I watched uh, Semi Pro. She's the one that Woody Harrelson was in love with in that movie. Um Oh, um, Max is bringing up ER. Yeah, I remember her on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff. I know he was married to her for a good while. But, uh, like I said, I don't know if he's done much more. Let me see here. I know he was in Vegas Vacation also. But, uh, yeah, not much more notable after what we just said right there. Not not really much more. ER. She was in ER. I never watched one fucking episode of ER. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, she's as... You know, I, we have done one movie she's in. She was in Primary Colors. Ah, yeah. She was in Primary Colors. That's what it was. Daisy. She was Daisy in Primary Colors. I'm just sitting there going, I know we've done a movie that she's in, and I, I just thought of it right now. So, uh, But yeah, Billy Morissette was married to her for a while. He's in this movie. He's sort of a... Uh, you could call him the dropout kid, but <clears throat> he was thrown out of school. And uh, <clears throat> kind of still hangs around. He's the guy you hear, and you know he's like the big fan of the show. And uh, you know he's basically in front of the media right now. He's telling the media, you know, hey, I got stuff to tell you guys. But uh, you know, of what they do is grab him, bring him in the school. They try to find out from him what's going on. He doesn't. He's not saying shit, and they can't do anything to him since he uh, he's already been thrown out. Yeah. But um contrast that with somebody that gets caught in 2017 for the same thing. Mm-hmm. They'll, be, they'll, they'll, they'll be talking inside of two minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, he sees uh, Mark, he being Mark, sees all this media attention. Um, and he's getting a little worried. Now he goes over to get his mail like he does every day. Cops are there. So now he can't even get the letters from everybody. He's pretty screwed. The name it's under, by the way, is Charles U. Farley. Chucky e. Farley. Get it? Chuck U. E. Yeah. Farley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, this brings us to a school meeting that they have. Uh, the meeting is supposed to be just a regular, you know, school meeting about everything going on in the school, but turns out being about the DJ, Hard Harry himself. And uh, 
you know, but I mean, that's all people want to talk about. That's it. All they want to talk about is this DJ, this DJ, this DJ. Um, and uh, Paige gets up in there and starts telling him there's something going on in the school and we need to figure out what's going on. Why are you guys all listening to this? And she freaks out a little bit right in there. But, you know, she leaves yelling at the media, talk hard, blah, blah, making faces. She's all crazy and shit. But um, they're all hanging out behind the school during this night of the meeting, waiting for Hard Harry to go on. And uh, he's at home burning all his letters that he has. He's done with the media and the FCC. He's he's just done. But Nora comes over and is just like, you know, you're having fun burning your letters. And he's like, yeah, I am. And she's like, well, you got a responsibility, blah, blah, blah. And um, he basically just says, you know, I, I, I can't talk. Well, here, fuck it. Brilliant. Is this all just a game to you? You know, you can't just shout fire in a theater and then walk out. You, you have a responsibility to the people who believe in you. What is this? Come on, say something. Say anything. Open your mouth and say, get the hell out of here, bitch. I can't. You can't what? I can't talk. Sure you can talk. I can't talk to you. This guy who has this problem. He can't talk. I mean, he can talk, but never when he wants to. Not not to girls, not to people. What they say around FM 92? Yeah. All right. Right when he's talking here, his parents get home from the meeting. And, of course, they want to listen. So they start listening. And here we go. I can't believe it's as bad as they say. He just opened up his mouth, and nothing came out. And then this jerk finds somebody that he likes, which is probably the worst thing that can happen to a person that can't talk. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell this guy, because, I mean, lately, every time I give advice, the fit hits the shan. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe the... Uh, best thing to do is just turn around, face the music, and try to talk. Mark? Coming! Mark, it's just us. We want to come in for a minute. Now you can hear his parents are coming in the room now. They knock on the door and, uh... He's getting everything put away as fast as possible. And, um, you know, he's putting everything down now, rolling through everything, going through it, putting clothes on top of shit, keyboards on top of shit. And uh, his parents finally do come in, and they're like, oh, we heard you talking, blah, blah, blah. And um, here. We heard you talking, all right? Yeah, I was I was reading aloud. Oh, come oh, on. Mark. You really expect us to believe that? Okay, I'll tell you the truth. 
He was talking to me. Hi, um, I'm Nora De Niro. Nice Hello. to meet you. How, oh, how do you do? Now, you've never seen his parents so happy as to see him down there with a girl. Never have you seen these parents so happy. It's like, they're like, oh, my God, like, go. No, fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her right now. Okay? <laughs> you know what this reminds me of a little bit? A movie we got in review at some point. What? The End of Class Act. Remember, like, the running <laughs> joke in the movie was his dad thought he was gay? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And by the end of the movie, he was just so happy to see him with a woman. He just said... <laughs> Yep, I do. He just started that. to dance. He was just so happy. <laughs> yeah. Now his parents did think for a minute there that he was the DJ, and he laughed that off a little bit. Um, but he starts taking things off, and of course he pops right back up on the air. Sorry about that, folks. Technical difficulties. Time in professional radio. Let's see, who do we have out there tonight, huh? The uh, usual band of teenage malcontents? I, uh, I certainly hope so, because Art Harry is feeling kind of rude tonight. And she's so pretty, yeah, too. Yeah, I love gas for all my That little lech. Huh? Like father, like... Like I said, his parents are happy. I think they're going to fuck. Anyway. Hey! Ah, well, 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 the big news. The emergency PTA meeting to discuss yours truly. Yes, all of the professionals have come out to talk about little old me, and now they've all run home to tune in and listen to what they've all been talking about. They say that I am... Deluded. Demented. Deranged. Well, guess what I say? So be it! I say rise up in the cafeteria and stab them with your plastic forks. I say flogging and flagellation for Miss Crestwood. She gets a hundred lashes for every single kid that she has hounded out of that fucking place. I say down with all guidance counselors. Make them work for a living. I can't stay away from this man. Oh, I gotta give him another call. Here I come, Dave. <laughs> Hotline, believe it or not, we care. Uh, hi, believe it or not, this is Hart Harry, and I would like the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Deaver. Just a moment. I'll see if he's available. I love it. They just... There was a little goof there that I picked up, but I'm not sure if anyone else did. The name of the group was Bionic, believe it or not, I Care. She answers the phone and says, believe it or not, we care. Ah. I, again, this is something me and my buddy picked up on a long time ago before the old internet, but yeah. That's uh, just a little goof. A, goof I always pick cool up. Yeah, yeah, a little goof I always picked up on. But he does call David Deaver. The cops are there. He doesn't know that, of course. And here we go. I'm waiting for you. You can run, but you cannot hide, Mr. Deaver. Waiting for the Deave. Hello, my young friend. You're in on it, right, Mr. Deaver? It's all over, son. This phone call has been traced, and whoever you are, you're history. Jesus, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> well, I'll keep my finger on the mute button. So be it. 
Hallelujah. He's obviously sitting there, and everyone in the school is getting worried. They're like, holy shit, don't sit there. He's got to run. But um, have no fear. He's a, a a very clever high school teenager. And uh, here we go. Give me a couple seconds here. Don't worry about me. I'm all right. See, I'll bet what's happening out there. Police are busting some poor little couple who have been unknowingly supplying me with my phone feed. There's a phone line coming into the shed here. So, he snuck a, a, his phone line over there, tapped into their phone feed, and uh, that's how he's been using the phone. So, here you go. I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in, and I will be there, waving out at you, naked, wearing only a cock ring. <laughs> Whoa, time flies when you're on the run. I'm going to cut out now with this unusual song I'm dedicating to uh, an unusual person who makes me feel kind of unusual. All right, little Ivan Neville there. I did say Ivan, not Aaron. Ivan Neville uh, song. And this finally, finally, we get to see her titties. He titties! He walks outside, she's listening to the radio, she's jamming, sort of, just sort of grooving with it, and uh, they start talking, and um, next thing you know, his shirt is off, and she just whips her shirt off, like, it's off, and there we go. Nice. You said you got to this part, Anthony. What did you think of those titties? Phenomenal. Weren't they? Now, let me ask you this, though. Would mm -hmm. you say they're Hall of Fame worthy? Yeah, I would. Like, like you know, you know, fuck it. We're going to sidetrack anyway. We oh, always yeah. do. Oh, yeah, especially with these titties. I'm, I'm staring at them right this second. Oh, yeah. If you, if you, off the top of your head, if you were to do a top ten, top ten best tits, would she be in that list? Would she be on that list, I should say? Ooh, maybe not top 10. Top 15, 20? Maybe 20. They're nice. I'd Maybe top 20 I would go. Top 20? Fair. They're nice. I'm, I'm, this would have been a really fun part to do. I mean, if you ever wanted to be Christian Slater, this would have been a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, and let's be honest. And you know, we, you know, we talk about the pretty boy types. Even playing like the awkward guy, you know, the guy that doesn't fit in, mm -hmm. he still has that fucking pretty boy look about him, where he he doesn't fit in, but you know, he fits in. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those. I mean, the fucking hair. Oh <laughs> yeah, the hair, the hair. There you go. Um. Yeah, yeah, probably top twenty. Those are those are 
very nice. They're perky. That's the, and plus, you've, you're talking about this is like the early 90s, too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the early 90s. That was pre all the... Uh, all the See, who, was like, who would have been her main competition around that time? Heather Locklear? Probably. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of great tits, Jesus. Oh, yeah. mm. Or Pamela Anderson, maybe? 90s? Yeah. This was her. Wasn't this her Playboy time? Pam Pamela Anderson. Uh, yeah. Her, yeah it, it would have been like what? Nine, she did it. What? Ninety two, ninety three. Well, shit. When did? When was Baywatch? I want to say Baywatch was ninety three, ninety four. Really? That late? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. It, uh, I don't know. If she was on it at the very beginning, but I think Baywatch may have started ninety. 1991, because it was on for a while. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Man, that movie fucking flopped. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Should we do that one or the fucking Wesley and uh, Rollins movie? Oh, the Snipes Rollins? I do want to see that. I need to find it. Um, yeah, me too. I... <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to see how much uh, Wesley sells. Yeah, WWE guy. I'm telling you, Wesley ain't going out like no bitch. In none of his movies does he go out like a bitch. We know he this. Bad guy, good guy, yeah. Nah, he 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 ain't going out like a bitch. Yeah, too long before we did, but yeah, I'll I'll let that one slide. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. I mean, fuck. I mean, John Leguizamo. It was a, that was a funny movie. Believe it or not, that's one I I'll I'll watch. I like that movie. Of course, oh, oh, since we're on a TikTok topic real quick, uh, mm-hmm. you know who else has some underrated ones, at least during that time period? Who? Nicole Eggert. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. From that Charles and Charge, Blown Away. Oh, my God. She was on Baywatch, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yuck is asking for a screenshot, and I actually do... Have one from uh, Google coming up here. I'll post it for you in just a sec. There, yuck! You can check out those tit hairs. Oh, there you go. Double shot of them. Mm, they are. They're not. They're not big. They're not big. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you don't need big. You just need just right. No, they're just right. Just right. Handful. Yeah. Um, they have a little awkward moment. Uh these this little couple here um when they walk out after she shows them the titties they the cops come by and they're dropping off his neighbors but um she jumps on him and she's like i want to know if you really have a cock ring on he gets all freaked out he's like i have neighbors and um no fuck that the neighbors will be getting the show that night fuck my neighbors could have videoed that shit i wouldn't have cared with her Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes you just gotta ride with the moment. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yuck, I'm hitting send right now. There you go. You'll, you'll see it pop up in the old chat room there. That's why y'all should be in the chat room of Mixer.com slash THD Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, and then the next day, they basically show up at school, and um, he, you want to talk about an awkward experience. They don't know what to say to each other. He's like... You know, shirt buttoned all the way up, nerdy, and she's just like, 
looking at him, but yeah, they have a little awkward moment, and then finally he kisses her, and there you go. That's how it happens there, but, um, you know, the FCC finally, uh, well, before the FCC, give me a second here, um, you know, Norris starts talking about how, you know, the word is getting out there, and he's, he's like, nah, you know, you're crazy, this isn't what I wanted, I just wanted to talk, and that was it. And um, she gets pulled into the principal's office, and she actually gets expelled uh, because, A, she won't give up who the DJ is, and, B, she was cutting one of her classes and got in trouble for it. Mark's realizing how fucked up this school is, but before that, Murdoch ends up beating up Billy Morissette. I don't know. What's his character's name in this movie? I don't even know if they say the name of the uh, Maz is his name. He ends up hitting him because he tries to put a thing on the wall saying that he deserves an education and was, you know, so. Hits him and uh, the English teacher that likes Mark um, gets fired for stepping in. So, you know, there's that. And then he comes up and he finds out Nora got expelled. And that's where she goes into a whole rant. He notices the school's fucked up, but he does see the FCC so he's still wondering, you know, should I go on the air or not? Um, but while he's contemplating, the teacher, the English teacher, walks back in and grabs a file. Um, now we also see the head of the FCC show up. Uh, the head of the FCC is the father in Teen Wolf. Wow. Now, I'm going to put this together a little bit for you. The Christian Slater's father is the, um, the, uh, what's uh, the, 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 the producer of the play in Teen Wolf, the real eccentric producer of the play. The father in this movie, Christian Slater's father, is the same guy f- from that movie, too. So we have two Teen Wolf people in this movie. Very cool. I don't know if that means anything, but we do. Hey, that's cool. I mean, the original <laughs> Teen Wolf was great. Teen Wolf 2, not so much. Teen Wolf 2, that was the uh, Jason Bateman one, right? Yeah, Michael J. Fox was too big time by the time that one came out. Yeah, that one was a little off the rails. Not one I'll stop to watch, but if there's nothing else on, I'll put it on. Yeah, um, let's just say uh, he didn't have uh, O.M.J. Fox's uh, natural charisma and charm on camera. <laughs> and the movie just sort of sucked. It was just a bad premise for the movie. I don't know. You could have. It didn't need a sequel. Certain movies just don't need sequels. Teen and, Wolf did not need a sequel. And if it did do a sequel, at least use the same styles from the original movie, he would have at least made the movie better. Yeah. I mean, I'll put it to you like this. I'm sure they reached out to uh, Fox for it, but it's like, if he said no, that that should have been a sign. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do it. Yeah, that's... that's, that's It it, it would be like, once again, trying to uh, redo Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 without Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Wouldn't work. Don't even bring that up because it it could happen. Uh, (laughs) Uh, 
All right. So as all this is going on, remember we said the FCC was uh, was there. They can triangulate his symbols. So they show him throughout the little part of the movie, you know, soldering and tying things. And turns out he uh, soldered everything together and strapped everything to his mother's Jeep. And then he goes to pick up Nora, which... Uh, I don't blame him for. While he's doing this, the FCC is where all the students are behind the school. They're going crazy, the students are. They're tearing up. I mean, they're doing everything they can. They're hanging dolls of the principal, Crestwood. They're burning them. They're they're fucking beating up the guy in the FCC. They're beating up his car. Uh, He even gets scared at one point. Now, 10 o'clock hits... Uh, here, I'll play this real quick. It's going to be a little anticlimactic, but what the hell. All right, here we go. Hold on. Coming up. Okay, everybody, everybody, 10 seconds. Don't have to hurry. Hold on. Eight, seven, There you go. Kind of like we were earlier tonight. Dead air. And um, he's not there. Where he is, though, he's at Nora's house trying to explain to her that uh, what's going on and that he needs her help in order to finish what uh, kind of they both started. He really started it, but she joined in. Um, So... You know, we go from there, and finally he's in the Jeep, and of course Radio Shack gets a little plug here. Uh, yeah, here we go. We'll we'll play some of this. Right. Oh, wow. It's my mom's Jeep. She, uh, she kind of loaned it to me. Oh, we did all this. Uh, me and Radio Shack. Radio Shack plug. You have driven a Jeep before, right? Now, there is a funny thing about this part, and you're like, well, why doesn't he just drive and do it himself? Um, This is where art becomes reality, or reality becomes art. You can uh, say what you want. During the production of this movie, Christian Slater actually had his driver's license suspended for the second time in two years over DUIs. Um, And the writer decided to actually rewrite the script accordingly to that, to where he doesn't drive. Uh, He actually says in the movie to his listeners at one point, he has no car and no license and has to go everywhere on foot. If you see him in this movie, he never drives. Now, I know you're going to say, but he got the Jeep over to Nora's house. Well, doesn't mean it was legal. <laughs> so, but uh, that is kind of um, continuity. Yeah. Continuity. In real life, in real life continuity. Nice. Well, like I said, you know, life imitating art or art imitating life. I mean, it's uh, you know one or the other. But 
kind of a cool little uh, cool little thing the that the writer actually went back and rewrote that scene oh. in order to you know kind of you know go with what was going on nice i mean i mean that attention to detail is appreciated like you don't see that in a lot of modern day tv shows like you could just tell like a lot of shows today are good but a lot of them suck well, and, they and, and they have no respect for like the audience when they don't pay attention to details. That if you're a hardcore fan of something, you'll know. Well, if you get in trouble now, they just get rid of you or make like it never happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, this was back in the day where you could get in trouble, and all it did was make people love you more. Especially yeah. a DUI or a drug charge. People were like, yeah, fucking out there partying, man. Now they're like, well, he's out there doing drugs. He has all this money and he's doing drugs. What's wrong with him? Yeah. It's like um, people get all the mo- all that money in order to do drugs. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, just imagine a guy like Andrew Dice Clay trying to make a living a day. I mean, he still does, but not doing, not doing the same shit he did. He has like a he has like a show on HBO or something. But that's what I mean, though. I mean, I'm talking about original Dice Clay in his prime. Couldn't oh, work no. today. No, he'd have to apologize every other fucking week. I mean, look <laughs> at all these comments now that have to apologize. And I, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone, you know, heard this this before, but it's ridiculous. You should no comedian. Listen, go back and listen to comedy prior. Eddie Murphy. Um, and you know, for a more topical, uh, uh, you know, God bless him, but Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, he, he would be having, oh my God, I wish he was still around. And he would be having a fucking field day. He's probably one of the, I mean, he, he was probably one of the last ones that were willing to go out there and say, fuck it. Wouldn't yeah. apologize, didn't care. Jim Norton is another one, but. For some reason, he's not as big as I think Jim should be. I, I guess a lot of people don't actually like Jim Norton, but uh, I don't know, man. But there's so many comics out there now. That, I mean, everything's uh, you have to apologize. You have to apologize publicly. Apologize for every little thing. It just wasn't like that back then. You got in trouble. You got in trouble. You still had a job. You had to do something real fucked up back in the you know eighties, nineties, and even early two thousands to get, yeah, to get you know lose your job. Um, you know, if if Charlie Sheen did what he did, you know, just probably fifteen years earlier, he would have still been on that show. Yeah. They wouldn't have taken him off. And, and, and let's be honest. He didn't get fired for his behavior because, let's be honest, that was par for the course. Hmm. I mean, and, and think about it. Charlie Sheen, you've, just imagine Charlie Sheen in his prime in the 80s before the Internet and Twitter and Facebook and all of that shit where, like, nowadays you do something, it's cameras everywhere. You can't get away with shit. Right. But, but he came up during a time where he probably was doing all kinds of shit where unless you were actually physically in the room, you don't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, man. let's be honest. He, you know, Charlie, he lost his job more or less because he insulted his Jewish bosses. I honestly, I honestly think that that's that's what it came down to. Yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson did basically the same thing, but yeah, a little yeah, worse. Yeah. A lot worse, actually. 
Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, wasn't he in the middle of getting pulled over? He was drunk because that's been a while. But he was drunk and oh, he went on. Oh, he went on a a a. a I mean, I know he went off. <laughs> no, he went on a Jew hating tangent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the rant, but I'm trying to remember the circuit. Did he get pulled over or something? He was either getting pulled over or just coming out of a a bar drunk. One of the two. I don't remember that, which. That was, that was you talk about a fall from grace. <laughs> He's got. I mean, he killed his career. But from what I heard, and I forget who said this, but. That was one of the big Hollywood secrets is that he was nutty as a fucking fruitcake. You know, he was crazy, batshit crazy. Yeah, I, I forget. Like, yeah, wasn't like yeah a little while, a few months ago, it was like a um, wasn't it like a report came out about like all of these leaks in Hollywood, like all of these hacked emails? Remember, like like know. they knew about Charlie Sheen's uh, issues. We'll leave it at that. Like months before they became public. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Shit goes on. I mean, WWE knew Hogan had shit coming down before everyone else did, too. They just didn't do anything until it fucking went public. Yeah. That's the rule. You don't you don't handle something until you have to handle you something. You don't do it till it goes fucking public, man. But um, all right, let's get back to this movie. Actually, we only got, uh, we got less than 10 minutes left. So let's go ahead and roll this. I'm going to play a little bit of the last scene here when they're just in the Jeep driving nice. around. Here we go. And again, everyone's waiting for him to come on, dying for him to come on. No one knows what's going to happen, and here we go. Uh, this version of Everybody Knows, by the way, is by Concrete Blonde. Uh, Shaheen actually said he really liked this version. Um, they're sort of a cover band, mostly a cover band, but they're a very good band. Concrete Blonde is the name of them. Uh, check out some of their shit. They're actually really, like I said, besides this song, there's a lot of good ones. So, here you go. You know, personally, I'd hope that we'd get to hear him a little bit before they nab him. It'd be interesting to see how hard he is then. Hey, Dad! Happy birthday! I'm in jail! Jail! Hello, Dad! I'm in Hi, folks. Seems we have a new listener tonight. Mr. Watts of the FCC. My favorite person and yours, too, I know. Hi, Arthur. Thanks for coming out. Well, thank you for coming out. Imagine a fucking political hack being in charge of free speech in America. I'll bet Watts was the guy who took names in high school when the teacher was absent. This is the problem with free speech. Would you cut that thing, please? He's the kind of phony in politics who wears a wig. Did you just turn the damn thing off? Christ. <laughs> Obviously, movie, just 
Poland, the whole time through this, they have the FCC trying to catch him. They finally figure out he's moving. The FCC guys, you're going to hear him say, just pull over everything on wheels. But uh, they're they're going through everything. They're in a Jeep. They're going off-road, on-road, everywhere. So everything on wheels. Welcome to Radio Free America. America's ready. I'm ready. I mean, I, I want a million voices crying out in the wilderness. Jesus, let's get serious. And they're now attacking Mr. Watts' car, uh, who's the FCC guy. All the fans are standing around it beating up on it and here we go hello hello anyone this is author watts i am under siege maybe our mr watts can shed some light on the uh, mysterious disappearances of some of our students louis chavez age 15 legally kicked out on september 26th arthur washington age 16 expelled on september 27th Hector Garcia. so what does this prove not everyone goes to college right Mr. Hunter, I think you should be aware of something. After the Now, it said that the English teacher went in and grabbed a file. I hope you guys remember I said that a little while ago. I did say that for a reason. Method to my madness. I wasn't just speaking crazy shit. Uh, she just handed the uh, Mark's father, remember the commissioner of all schools, his, the, the file... And explains to him why and what the corruption is and why she's doing what she's doing. And here we go. The school received the money from the government for every enrolled student. Mrs. Crestwood would then proceed to weed out those she felt were undesirable. Nonsense. She doesn't know what she's talking about. In the first week of school, you flagged all the names with low SAT scores and started files on them. Why? What are you doing with school property? She asked you why. For extra tutoring? You expelled over 20 students in the first 30 days of school. And how many others did you harass into dropping out? And you kept the expelled students' names on the rolls. That's illegal. The money went to the school. It's all for the good of the school. Those kids had rights. They were losers. Troublemakers. They're just kids. I don't regret my policy. It's criminal. And I'm suspending you. You can't do that. Oh, I think I just did. I think I just did, bitch. Shit, that was like a John Cena line. Well, I think I just did. All right, anyway, let's go. Right there, what happened is they're, they're driving, they go over a 
bump and his harmonizer, which is also his voice disguiser, uh, breaks. And he decides to eventually, like after another minute, he decides, fuck it, I'm going on the air. Um, and he goes on just as himself. And he's he does that because what they do is they finally pull over and he they're, of course, right above the little lot where everyone's standing. He sees everyone out there in support of him and says, fuck it. And I actually believe the words he says is, fuck it, I'm going on. Let's see. Fuck it. There you go. Fuck it. I think I've got it. Okay. This is really me now. No more hiding. Listen, we're all worried. We're all in pain. That just, that comes with having eyes and with having ears. But just remember one thing. It can't get any worse. It can only get better. I mean, high school is the bottom. Being a teenager sucks, but that's the point. Surviving it is the whole point. Quitting is not going to make you strong. Living will. So just hang on and hang in there. You know, I, I know all about the hating and the sneering. I'm a member of the why bother generation myself. But why did I bother to come out here tonight? And why did you... By the way, I know I'm interrupting a very deep part, but I just noticed something. Um, also in this movie, a very young uh, Asian... Uh, the Asian kid in American Pie, that the, the Asian MILF kid. Ah... Uh. Milf. Milf. Wow. Milf. Oh, the, you mean Milf. a fucking legend. Yes, he's in here. I just saw him, and I'm like, holy shit, he's been in here three times. I didn't realize it was him, but I just double-checked. It is him. Uh, back to the deepness. And it's time. It begins with us. Not with politicians, the experts, or the teachers, but with us. With you and with me ones who need it most i believe with everything that's in me that the whole world is longing for a healing even the even the trees and the earth itself are crying out for it i mean you can hear it everywhere it's the same kind of healing i desperately needed and finally feel has begun with you Yeah, that's a helicopter. Right, helicopter's chasing him right now. I'll jump back on when he starts talking give me a second here because as they go down into the uh school he starts talking and uh here we go be a couple seconds everyone listen up it's not over yet man. just the beginning but it's 
to you. I'm calling for every kid to seize the air. Steal it. It belongs to you. Speak out. They can't stop you. Find your voice and use it. Keep this thing going. Pick a name. Go on the air. It's your life. Take charge of it. Do it. Try it. Try anything. Spill your guts out. Say shit and fuck a million times if you want to. But you decide. Fill the air. Steal it. Keep the air alive. Right then, they pulled his uh, his cord from his Jeep. The FCC grabs him, brings him in. Uh, both of them, him and her. Um, but, uh, you know, as he walks on, you know, everyone's taking pictures and looking at him. And he he gets in the van, he looks back, and uh, here you go. Hey, man, we believe in you, Harry. Harry! We're with you, man. We're with you all the way. Talk hard. Talk hard became one of the big lines of this movie, obviously. Um, you know, that's that's the end of the movie, and the end of the movie is actually here. And my show is radioactive. Can anyone out there hear me? Sick of silence, let it out. This is Ethan from I'm 16, but I'm not sweet. Are you if running I'm the future, streets? Call the real runaway KCAT Los Gatos, California. This is no protection. Out from New Jersey. Hi, you're on the air. Turn on the truth. They did steal the air. So, there you go, man. Uh, like I said, kind of didn't realize how dark that movie was. <laughs> yeah. But, kind of uh, ironic given the, the, the title is this is uh, very misleading in some respect. Pump up the volume. You kind of like expecting, like, I don't know, more upbeat movie even a dance type well, movie like a, you know like a you know i think when like music you, playing and this type of, you know you weren't yeah you know, i wasn't expecting it to be so dark i think unfortunately when you break it down the movie is a little bit dark but i mean if you watch it all the way through it's not as bad obviously but i mean it 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 delves into the 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 you know deep into the problems of every teenager most teenagers out there you know if 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 you didn't go through it, you know someone who did, or you know something like that. But it's just some of the things that are out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. The moral of the story, I think, basically is as hard as you think life is as a teenager. Trust me, you're gonna look back ten, twenty years down the line, going, mm-hmm. "What the fuck? Why? Why the fuck was I bitching about you know pimples and zits and the fact that?" fucking the prom queen turned me down for the, you know, cause it's going to be like so insignificant when you look right. back on it. It's like, yeah, no big thing. Yeah, yeah. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah. Now this movie was supposed to be all, you know, set in Phoenix, Arizona, but it was actually all filmed in, uh, California, uh, Sagas and Santa Clara, uh, Santa Clarita is, uh, the two places it was mainly filmed in. Um, Christian Slater actually became physically ill several times during the film because he had to smoke cigarettes during this movie, and he was not a cigarette smoker. So he actually got sick from all the cigarette smoking he had to do. Pretty, pretty bad, 
That's fucking, that's some dedication right there. Um, the postal center he goes to is at 27600 Haskell Road in Santa Clarita. And there's a chiropractor business that they show right there that is still in business as of today. That's that that's actually kind of cool. So that's an old chiropractor business there. Um, this movie did win some indie festival awards. Uh, didn't do you know that good, but um, but was you know did get a few little indie awards and things like that. Um, hey, Siskel and Ebert loved it. Really? Yeah, two, the guy had two thumbs up from him. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, and that goes to show you, like, a lot, a lot of movies, so I think it was critically acclaimed, but I think, like you said, it's one of those movies that, for whatever reason, reason flies under the radar. But I'm surprised that this doesn't have more of a cult following. I mean, fucking Mallrats has a cult following. Hmm. I mean, granted, it's a different type of movie, but still, I'm surprised this doesn't have more of a following. I'm... I'm a little shocked too that it doesn't have a bigger like you know we we, we said before like a following but I don't know man I, it, like I said I I know it seems like you know we we kind of said it was a real dark movie and yeah it does get dark at times but I really think it's also just a good movie and man I got to admit I really didn't realize how how deep it went into the problems of the kids and everything but. Yeah, yeah, it is a dark movie, and it does go into the problems of a lot of teenagers out there. And, you know, like I said, if it wasn't you, you knew someone who went through it, or they knew someone that you hurt. The, the, uh, problems everyone goes through is the point I'm trying to make. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're not alone. Everyone, everyone has issues, even if it's not the same as yours. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I honestly, Box, you know, on that note, well, I know we're not closing up just yet, but we, before, when we finally do close up, we should close up with uh, Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that'll that tie a bow around this episode. Nah, I think I'll end it with, uh, concrete, <laughs> with uh, concrete Blonde, everybody knows, because that's the one everyone wants to hear, I think. I know, uh, I know. I'm no, actually, we, uh, actually, we are about to wrap this shit up, dude. It's fucking getting laid around this motherfucker I got kids bro <laughs> so actually I'm I, I really don't have much more to say I mean we've gone through this whole fucking movie I've said how amazing I thought it was and you know I, I've I've liked this movie for a long fucking time and you know you mentioned you know earlier in the show you know this it may be one of the reasons I've always wanted to do something like this and you know, be able to, to kind of get my voice out there, but I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't say it was the only reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. overall, you know, you said obviously you're still a fan of the movie. Mm. How do you, how do you think it holds up? You think it holds up well overall? I think this movie could be really re released in the theaters and not have a fucking, not have a fucking issue. You know, even jokingly, I said they'd have to take that scene out. They wouldn't. This movie should be re-released today. It really should be. Maybe it would show some of these fucking teenagers that they're not fucking entitled 
to be perfect, to have this perfect life and that everyone's got fucking problems, you know? And that's how it should be, unfortunately. So, I don't know, man. What do you got? I mean, you I know you didn't watch the whole thing, but you've seen it before, so. I've seen it before. Yeah. And like I said, just going through it, basically, I, my memory was jogged on a lot of parts, just listening to the clips. But I mean, yeah, overall, I would definitely recommend it. I didn't remember it, like, when I first saw it, I didn't remember it being as dark. Maybe because I saw it when I was a kid, I didn't really kind of, like, look that deep into it. It was just a movie to me. But, like, just talking about it, having these, like, deep discussions and going back and forth with the chat tonight, I'm like, wow, this movie did have some dark parts to it. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting, like, I wasn't expecting this to go this dark. Yeah, I really... different points during the course of the show. Yeah, I mean, I picked this movie for my birthday last week because I thought, it, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. And then we're talking, and Shaheen's like, this is dark. And I'm like, I didn't realize how fucking dark this movie got, but... Uh... I don't know, man. I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. I next week to make it. up the, the, the go the opposite direction, we should go like something like completely ridiculous. Weeps had brought up Days and Confused for next week. Days and Confused. Uh, that's another one. High School High. I don't know if you like that one. <laughs> Talk about a fucking <laughs> left field. That's not dark at all. No. Plus, plus I, I'm a John Lovitz mark. I know Pete. You know, some people are hot and cold on a guy, but I've always liked him. I like Lovitz. I do. I do. He he he's a funny guy. They, I and mean, then there you go. There's now we can bring up Spin City and be Kurt. Nope, still News Radio. God damn it. That was News Radio too. He replaced uh Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Phil Hartman um passed, he replaced him in, on the show. So, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll uh maybe maybe, maybe, maybe we'll knock out Dazed and Confused and we can say we can do High School High the week after. Who cares? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I got nothing else. What about you? Nothing. Nada. Zip, nada. Zip. I'm done. St- stick a fork in me. All right. So, there you go, man. I will. Uh, that's it. And uh, me and Anthony will see you next week. Hopefully. Now, I'm actually hoping we do Days of Confused. We'll do Fuck that. We'll do Days of Confused. You know. Like it. We'll knock it out. I mean, not like we're just doing one or two. We'll, 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 fuck it. Next week, Dazed and Confused. How's that sound, everybody? We'll knock that movie out. Uh, don't forget to listen to uh, Shaheen and uh, J-Cat Morris coming up Sunday. They're usually on around, uh, I'm not sure if they do it live much anymore. If uh, if they want to go live, <laughs> I'll start I'll start helping them. I know Shaheen was having some problems, so. Uh, if they it's need me to, live. it's always live. Yeah, if they need me to start producing it for them, just kind of you know, run and mix there. I'll do what I got to do, but uh, it's not a problem at all. And uh, me and Shaheen will be here Wednesday night at uh, 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mixer.com/slash/tht podcast. That's uh, tht wrestling podcast. And uh, don't forget to check out. Uh, Nope, that was it. Those two shows. And you know what? Don't forget to check out Get in the Corner over here with uh, Yuck Nasty. He's been in the chat room chatting with us all night. Check them out. I think they're on Wednesday night, same time we are. But uh, iTunes is for people to download what they can't listen to live. So No, remember, you got to pick a side. THT or Get in the Corner. You decide. There you <laughs> go. In the corner. So uh, there you go. Anthony. We're going to take off, and of course, on that note, you know what I say. 
Come on, you can do it. What the fuck? And yeah, go home and get your fucking shine box. Go home and get your fucking shine box. There we go. Fucking computer. All right, y'all. Take it easy. See y'all next week. Everybody knows the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with the fingers crossed. Everybody knows that the war is over. Everybody knows that the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight is fixed. The poor stay poor and the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows the boat is sinking. Everybody knows that the captain lied. Everybody's got this broken feeling Like the mama or the dog just died Everybody's hands are in their pockets Everybody wants a box of chocolates And a long stem rose Everybody knows Everybody